Hello, and welcome to the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. Our church has a passion to reach people who are far from God, teach them to follow Jesus, and launch them out to serve God in the world. If you're in the San Diego area, we'd love for you to join us for a service. Please visit questsd.com to learn more about us, find out service times, and explore our ministries. If you have any questions, send us an email at info at questsd.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's message. If you have your Bibles, let me uh, encourage you to grab them and open them with me to uh, Matthew, excuse me, uh, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And I don't know about your families, but uh, you probably have some Christmas traditions that uh, we have as, uh, as a family as well. Maybe you like to go out and look at the Christmas lights. In fact, we did that last night as a family. Growing up uh, in our family, we would get together with extended family and friends, and we would all wear the same matching colored onesies. So I thought I would spare you and just uh, and not do that for you tonight, but we would wear those, and Grandpa would come out uh, dressed up as Santa Claus. And uh, it was a special time for us kids growing up. But there was also one tradition, family tradition, that we would hold each year, and that was before we would open up the Christmas presents, I can't remember a Christmas that we didn't do this, where we would read the story of Jesus' birth recorded in the Gospel of Luke. And I wanted to do that with you all tonight because there's a busy evening probably planned for you and even tomorrow. But uh, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we're reminded of his story recorded in the Gospels. The word gospel means good news. And it's the good news of God that there is a redeemer. There is a savior who is born and his name is Jesus. And he has come to save us from our sins. In fact, if you haven't been with us over the past couple of weeks, the month of December, we've been looking at these stories uh, in the Old Testament where Jesus' birth was prophesied. We're told that his birth, as we read even the scripture verses from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that there would be a son born to us and a child, and his name would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So not only was Jesus born King of the Jews, but he was also born to give us peace. And these are words that we use during the Christmas time and reflect on peace and hope and even joy. And that joy is reflected in the story that we're going to read tonight in Luke chapter 2, where we see the birth of Jesus is really reason for great celebration. So let me draw your attention to Luke chapter 2, verse 1, and we'll read through this, and I want to just make mention of a couple of important points, and then we'll sing some carols together. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now last week here at church, we studied Matthew chapter 1, where we read about the genealogy of Jesus, all of Jesus' descendants. And there was a couple of names mentioned in that genealogy that are very important, that Jesus is the son of David, he's also the son of Abraham, and he's the son of women. And uh, being the son of David, Jesus had the royal right to be the Messiah, the one promised, to rule and reign on the throne of David forever. 
He was also the son of Abraham. So Jesus has the covenantal right. He fulfills all the covenants that God made to, to, to humanity and, uh, and the blessing that he would bring. But he also has the biological right that Jesus was gift, gift wrapped with humanity as a package of peace for every single one of us to open and experience that peace that comes only from a relationship with God. And so here we see Joseph, the father of, of Jesus and the family, traveling to the city of David because they were of this lineage to be registered with Mary, verse 5, his betrothed wife who was with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. When we look at these words, firstborn, it reminds me of another very famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16. Maybe you know that or you've heard it before. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And this only begotten reminds me of Mary as they travel of the firstborn son being born that Jesus is the greatest gift ever given to all of humanity. And the story continues on as they're in the city of Bethlehem. Look at verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Everyone say, great fear. Great fear. Now if you read the other accounts of Jesus' birth in the Gospels, we are told that during the time of Jesus' birth, there was great uncertainty. There was great worry and there was great anxiety. Now, we're not going to have a show of hands in this room today, but I would imagine that every single one of us in this room and those who are joining us online have experienced some sense of fear, some sense of worry, some sense of uncertainty or anxiety. Maybe over the last hour, just trying to get here with all of your kids, or the last week, last months, or even last year. It's a part of the human experience. And what we see with the birth of Jesus, as well as these shepherds who are exposed to this good news of great joy, is that the birth of Jesus calms any fear, any worry, or any anxiety. You know, Jesus said in the Gospels, come to me, and I will give you rest for your soul if you are worried and heavy burden. This is an invitation that is given to all people. But we're also told here that there are shepherds. Now you would think that the announcement of the king of, the king, of, king of kings would be delivered to those who are in the palace. Those who have power and authority and prestige. But no, the declaration of Jesus' birth was given to shepherds. Now, that's a kind of an interesting thing because when you look at uh, the scriptures, one of the other titles and names for Jesus is the Good Shepherd. And as a Good Shepherd, if you're familiar with the Psalm 23 uh, that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So there's a hope, even in the midst of fear and uncertainty, that the presence of Jesus is with us. And if we read the other account in the Gospels of Jesus' birth, one of the names you would give Jesus is Emmanuel, which is God with us. That Jesus has come close. But we're also told that 
we would name him Jesus, for he would save his people from their sins. Now, this is pretty important because this is a reconciling work. There's some words that we sing in the traditional Christmas carols that we even sang tonight, where God and sinners are reconciled. This is the coming of Jesus. But we're also told that during this time in first century Jewish culture that shepherds were social outcasts. They had a bad reputation. They were unreliable. They couldn't even have their testimony count in court. Do you remember when Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel back in the Old Testament? And he came to Jesse's house and there was all these sons. And he said, wow, this has got to be the king. He's very stature and, you know, mighty and powerful. But they went all the way down the line until there was one son left. His name was David. Do you remember where he was at? He was out keeping watch over the flock of Jesse. And so they were kind of the outcasts. And the birth of, Jesus's, uh, birth of Jesus, as well as his announcement to the shepherds, reminds us that Jesus is not limited to the privileged in the palace, those who have authority and positions of power. But Jesus' birth and the declaration of his birth, being Emmanuel, calming our fears, is available to the humble and those who are on the fringes. And I love that. Because Jesus comes as a, as a humble servant. And this amazed the shepherds as this declaration calms the fears of the shepherds. But we're also told that there is reason for great joy. Notice the story continues on in verse 10. Look with me there. And then the angel said to them. So there's the appearance of the angels. Now they say, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now everyone say great joy. So we had great fear, but also great joy. Now joy is a little interesting because um, joy is not dependent upon our external circumstances. In fact, just a couple days ago, we hosted a service here at the church for those who are going through the Christmas season with some grief. And with some loss. And we recognize that perhaps even in this room, many are celebrating Christmas for the first time without your loved one, maybe your spouse, or maybe even your child. And it is very painful, and it is very hard, and it's great to worship, it's great to have reflection, it's great to have support and prayer from others. But we also see that Jesus comes in in the birth as Emmanuel, not only to calm our fears and our worries, but also to give us a sense of joy that is contagious. Now, joy is different from happiness. You might not be happy tonight because of some hard trials, circumstances that you're experiencing. But as a follower of Jesus, who has been born again by the work of Christ on the cross, there is cause for great joy in the announcing birth of Jesus Christ. Because the angels bring good tidings. Now this word good tiding is to preach the gospel. That the angels were the first to declare the good news that there is hope, there is reconciliation between God and man. And this good news and this gospel brings such great joy that is actually a fruit of the Spirit, which is really cool because we don't have to stir up joy and be fake and be phony. I know there's a lot of busyness during the Christmas season and there's a lot of stress. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys aren't stressed during the Christmas season. Maybe that's just me. No, that's a joke. We're all experiencing some level of stress. It can be hard and difficult. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And as the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, 
That joy is given to the follower of Christ so that we can experience not only during the Christmas season, but also all seasons, the peace and the joy and the hope that we talk about during the Christmas time. But notice, who is this joy for? It's for all people. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, right? Which is Christ the Lord. He has come to bring this great joy to all people. It doesn't matter your background. doesn't matter your experience. It doesn't matter what you have done. The birth of Jesus is extended to all people, no matter what. The message of the Savior, born in the manger, is exactly the good news that the world needed then and that the world needs now. Hey, how about we make it a little bit more personal? How about the good news that you need now? Because there's a lot of news out there, and some sources are a little shaky, but the source that we have before us in the Scriptures is true. And that truth found here in the Gospels declares that God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And he has sent his son in order to redeem you, reconcile you, and forgive you so that you can have peace with God. And notice, God calms our fears. He fills us with the joy that is uh, not dependent upon our circumstances, but is based upon the coming of Jesus. But there's also great glory. Notice with me in verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Everyone say glory. glory. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Wonderful words here to be reminded of this Christmas season that the birth of Jesus in this gospel clarifies the glory of God. And that's because God loves to put his glory in unlikely packages. So his glory is more clearly seen. And what more unlikely package than in an innocent baby clothed with humanity to experience all of the temptations and the weaknesses that you and I experience so that he can deliver us from them all. So here's the glory of God. So this is an encouragement to worship, to praise, and to adore the one who has come, born in the manger, to give us peace. Who needs some peace? Let me see your show of hands. There it is. All right, across the room. Absolutely. Now, Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace, not as the world gives you peace. It's a different type of peace. And the peace that comes from God transcends all understanding. And this peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But listen, friends, this is very important. You cannot know the peace of God until you experience the forgiveness of God the grace of God. And if you are to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins, there's a couple of things we need to get out of the way here and acknowledge. One, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If you can acknowledge your sin before God and your need of a savior, then the second question can be answered. Do you belong to Jesus? And it's very simple. There's no ritual or routine. There's no class or any specific way. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away and all things become new. There's a newness that comes. You're born again from the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross by placing your faith and trust in him. I would encourage all of us this evening as we are encountering this story 
Maybe you can identify with some fears. Maybe you've got some uncertainty. You know, this fear for the shepherds was also sudden and it wasn't planned. There are potentially things that are around the corner of your life that we cannot see and that we cannot know. But if Jesus is your good shepherd, as he does lead you through valleys of shadows of death, you will not fear because peace of God is with you. Because the joy of God is filling you. And then the shepherds are a great example as they go to the manger scene and they see Jesus and Mary and Joseph and they make widely known, as the story continues, they make widely known the truth of what they've experienced. This is a compelling message. It's one of those songs that we sing, Go Tell It on the Mountains. And uh, as they encounter the joy of Jesus in the manger, you can't help but share it. When Jesus has changed your life, when Jesus has transformed your life, when he has taken the broken things in your life and turned them into something beautiful, something for his use, something for his glory, as I mentioned earlier, unlikely packages, he can take your life and shine the glory of God in and through it because when God puts you back together, then that's a beautiful story to share And when you encounter the joy of Jesus, you can't help but share it. And genuine joy in Jesus, friends, is contagious. It just oozes out of you. It's full of life, and it is apparent to everyone around you. Because the point of Jesus' birth in the manger and the story that we've read tonight, what's fascinating is that Jesus had a purpose. And that purpose was to lay down his life. Yes, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, but he first came as a suffering servant to identify with our weaknesses, to lay down his life upon the cross. You see, if Jesus is to save his people from their sins, then Jesus was born to die so that we who are dead in sin can be born again. This is the most important gift that you could receive this Christmas season. If you haven't done so already, as we sing these closing carols and the lights get dim and we pass the candles and we just sing and reflect, let me encourage you, if you have some fears, some uncertainty and some anxiety, in the quietness of your own heart, cast those cares upon God. He loves you and he inclines his ear and draws close to those who have a broken and contrite spirit. But maybe it's time to worship with joy in your hearts, reflecting on all the goodness of God, the the work of God in your life. Let these songs be a reflection of that praise and worship and adoration towards him. But also, in those quiet moments, as the light flickers in your hand, experience the peace of God and that peace of God will melt away all the stress that is in your shoulder you got that big knot back there I'm sure you do the jacuzzi isn't going to fix it maybe it'll help a little bit but we're talking about your soul and what are you going to give in exchange for your soul it's so very valuable to God and precious that's why Jesus was sent let the peace of God melt away the stresses in your life and experience his love for you. So we're gonna ask our worship team to come on up and tune their instruments and get ready to lead us in some closing carols. We also have some candles that our ushers are gonna come forward and they're gonna pass them out. They're already lit. 
So if you guys could grab them and pass them down your aisle until your aisle is completely full. Once your aisle is full, we encourage you as we sing these songs to stand as we sing these carols. That is if you can. It's okay to sit. Maybe you, can, you want to do that as well. There's nothing required of you, but um, we just encourage you to spend some time singing, reflecting, worshiping, and experiencing the hope, the peace, the joy of Jesus this Christmas season. Well, let me pray as we uh, get settled. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love for us. We thank you for this Christmas season. We thank you for this reminder in the Gospels of how you came near. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We want to give you all the glory, God, this Christmas season so that we can experience all your peace. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions about the Bible, need prayer, or recently made a commitment to follow Jesus, we'd love to hear from you. Please visit questsd.com to get connected. You can also send us an email at info at questsd.com to let us know how God is using these messages to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Until next time, we pray you have a blessed week.